It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. You make me sick, Beck. You stink up the place. You and your safaris and all that cowboy crap. You got what you deserve. You were asking for it. And on that note, speaking of things that were asking for it, this is, oh God, B-movie breakdown of the rape of Richard Beck. Oh, Beck. <laughs> he really does stink up the joint. Oh. That stinky torn O-ring of his... <laughs> uh, this is the B movie breakdown, a weekly podcast where we uh, go over movies that are the good, the bad, and the what the fuck. Uh, every week we watch a movie and it is available on Netflix or YouTube so you can watch it with us. Well, not always. Ne- maybe not next week now. <laughs> well, yeah, not, next week is a, is a whole different story. But uh, this week's up movie, uh, if you want to watch it and then listen to the podcast and listen to us. Discuss this uh, very interesting TV, made-for-TV movie, The Rape of Richard Beck. It is available in full on YouTube. It's also uh, under the name Deadly Justice. And a couple if, other weird ones, yeah, too. If people have, I mean, if you happen to have this movie, I could see it being packaged in on like a set of like ten other movies or something. Oh, yeah, you'll find this at like the, the bottom of the bargain bin at Walmart. Oh, yeah. Or Ultra, or Food for Less. Yeah, I could definitely see it being there, especially since it was a made-for-TV. Yeah. <laughs> made-for-TV movie uh, that was apparently a big hit when it came out. Uh, Emmy award-winning. Yeah. This uh, just goes to show you everybody's standards were a lot lower back then. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't really see how... I mean, Richard Cranny, I thought he did a pretty good job. Uh, the scene where he was getting uh, violated, it was very... His the way his reactions during that scene were very weird. Uh, I felt like it wasn't of somebody who was about to get raped. It no, was definitely like not. Somebody, and especially d- not after seeing something that was really, really realistically and graphically done with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in mysterious skin. Like anything less than that now just comes off as just so so hokey and stupid. It's funny rather than you know horrifying. Like well, they don't, it even, they be. don't ever show him. They no, just, no, of but course not. but they sh- but like hit, when the guy's unzipping his pants, he's just like, ew. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, here comes a wang. I'm allergic to wangs. I'm a dude, remember? Uh, I did find an interesting... Oh, oh, we didn't do introductions. I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And uh, you can find us uh, on our website, bmbpodcast.com, Twitter at bmbpodcast, facebook.com slash bmbpodcast, uh, and you can listen to us on iTunes and our website and on Stitcher if you don't do iTunes or any of that jazz. Just for the record, my initials do not stand for Dirty Rapist Cocksucker. Do not. So you know. Alright. Some people were thinking that, especially after we did this movie. Oh, I'm glad I cleared this up. Yeah, it was a thing. It was a thing. It was all over the internet. It's all over. Uh, I, well, when I typed this movie into Google, uh, I came across a 1985 article from the Chicago Tribune. Uh, it's mainly just a review of Movie that, you know, came on ABC on a Monday night. What a wonderful Monday night movie, you know. Uh, 
But I, I did like the ending of the article because I I definitely, this is one thing that I left the movie with as well. And the, this guy says, but one problem with the rape of Richard Beck and possibly the demands of TV drama offer no way around this is that Beck raped is a better person than Beck before. He is warmer, more human, more understanding and a better father and starts getting along with his ex-wife. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> The disaster for him led to emotional growth. That perhaps is a, a trifle upbeat. You know, I just saw this ridiculous article that was posted on Jezebel the other day by this um, ridiculous, must be some kind of self-hating man, whatever, gotten himself so far down the feminazi rabbit hole he doesn't know which way is up, or maybe he likes it that way. He was advocating that because... You know, men and the evil patriarchy, and they don't know what it's like to be women. The only way they could truly understand them is that they should do this. Every man should do this is allow his girlfriend to fuck him in the ass with a dildo. Then he'll know what it's like to be penetrated, and then he'll be more caring and sensitive. Like, for real, some <laughs> asshole really thinks this and is advocating this. So apparently, we all need to be raped, and then we'll all be more caring and sensitive and be better men for it. That's just absurd. Like I, I can understand the okay. This is the aspect I could understand of this character. He was a guy who thought sex crimes were a joke, as apparently did the rest of the police department in Seattle at the time in the eighties. <laughs> they all thought you know sex crimes were a joke. You know, rape victims. Uh, you know, they don't, they bring it upon themselves. That kind of attitude. So him getting raped, I could see his attitude about that change. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. But for him to have this like whole turnaround in his life because he got raped. Oh yeah. I I don't I think uh, uh, just another weakness of this format is if you want to have a change like that come believably, you got to have a lot more time to do it. Like it should have been like a mini series or something if they wanted to make this really believable, but no, just the whole moment they were going for was at the end when he's giving the speech about yeah. you got to treat rape victims good because it could have been you. And that means you too, guys. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah, the, I, the end was definitely pretty weak uh, as far as the movie goes. Uh, it's also, like I said before, it's called Deadly Justice. Another title for it was called Violated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where, where uh, these there, other titles were. There was one more. That, but... I forget what it was. Something about badges or something, maybe. But when it was, when it first came on, Broken Badge. Yeah, Broken Badge. When when it first came on TV, it was just the rape of Richard Beck. Uh, I think over time, maybe putting rape on the front of your movie you might not sell it too much. So on DVD, it is called Deadly Justice. Which is, I don't know why it's deadly, because no one dies. Except for that woman. Right. Who was murdered. And then that was, you know, that was a murder, not a sex crime. So that was serious. Although even then, they were kind of knocking it like... What was she doing down here? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That was weird. Well, maybe this was a police term in the eighties, but going on a safari. Oh, that's what Beck said. Because at the beginning, he goes, "See the way I see it, us cops were tribal hunters, and the bad guys are our quarry." So he's talking about how even when he's off duty, he likes to not just look around and make sure things are you know okay, but purposely go looking for trouble when he's off duty so he could start shit getting fights or like not really like you know pop out in official police capacity and say like hey stop it police what are you doing just come out and like hey i got a badge but i want to kick your ass instead and like uh yeah it's just it, such it, a it, it, i just love the the wonderful police brutality he pulls at the beginning like 
these guys are hassling a guy in an alley, beating him up or something like that. So what does he decide to do? You know, like, come in there and, you know, hey, police, you're under arrest, let the guy go. No, I just got to come out here and be a badass and say, all right, I'm going to let one of you go. I'm going to beat the shit out of the rest of you. Instead, beats the shit out of one and the rest of them get away. <laughs> Such a great cop there, Richard. Yeah, he was just a ridiculous cop that... Honestly, he just went out looking for crime. He was He's he a was, TV cop that really thinks he is a TV cop, and it's <laughs> not good. Yeah, he goes out looking for crime. When he, In the beginning, when he, when he, you're talking about the group of guys where he only let, he was decided he's going to beat it, let one of them go and then beat up the rest. What does he even do to that guy to stop him? That guy, like, you know, he's going to, like, fight him. And then he just, like, pushes his hand up against the guy's face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, like, Horribly, the weakest, like... This is almost like what they do on soap operas, where everything's basically one take, unless there's some kind of elaborate stunt they have to shoot. I felt like this movie was mostly just, like, one take. <laughs> like, very poorly choreographed fight scenes. Yeah, well, shitty oh, yeah. sound effects thrown in to sell it, like, you know, like, cartoon sound effects <laughs> for, like, guys butting on the ground, or, like, a punch sound effect for something that obviously didn't even really connect. You yeah, know? It, I thought that was so goofy that, like, he just, like, it was like a little slap fight that happened. Yeah, it was yeah. like a little tiny slap fight, yeah. and then he pushed the guy's face. And it was, <laughs> I, I was just like, what the fuck? That's This badass cop is gonna stop this dude? Like, no fucking way. Why don't we just take his gun out and shoot that fucking guy if he was that badass, badass of a cop? You know he's carrying <laughs> his gun on him at all times. If he's just walking around looking for crime, I mean, wh- I mean, why else? Why wouldn't he? And uh, his, uh, I honestly, I didn't realize that. Uh, I, I don't know how often this was tackled in the eighties, especially, but like divorced parents and stuff like that. That issue, especially on like TV. But I, th- I didn't realize that that was going on at first because he sneaks up on his wife. Yeah, this guy was a major <laughs> creep. Like I didn't even know that was his wife. Like oh I kind of I could tell he was like at his house or something but I didn't realize that they were divorced which makes it just kind of weird like oh the ex husband is just creeping well, around seeing what and, like a, like a sketchy cop he was I really thought maybe he was just gonna pop in on somebody and you know almost be a borderline rapist himself <laughs> honestly he's uh he he's definitely a manly man like type of mentality almost like caveman esque like you'll learn more from mm. fishing than you will from a book. Yeah, in a goddamn month, let me tell you. <laughs> okay. Uh, his his wife was a really interesting character because I didn't understand there wasn't there wasn't much background of as him being a shitty parent. Because it seemed like he was a pretty good parent for the most part. You know, wanted to take his kid fishing with his grandpa, loved his daughter, talked to her, wanted to go to her recital, blah 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 blah. But his ex wife acted like he was like the shittiest dad ever. Well, Probably wasn't very emotionally available, <laughs> like, ever. No, well, that's true. But she was kind of like, yeah, she, I don't know, she rubbed me the wrong way with her, like, boyfriend thing going on. Well, he comes in there trying to act like it's still his house when they're divorced and it's not. And, like, it, if it were me, I would have been pissed off, too, but I get it. Like, we're divorced, you can't come in here and tell me what to do. Well, I just meant, like, well, yeah, I don't I don't mean that part. I mean, like, why didn't, why didn't she just be like... This is my boyfriend. This is how things are. Blah blah blah. blah. Instead of like trying to sneak the guy around, yeah, like why the fuck sneak him around for and then and then just and then cause like and then be like that to somebody like oh I'm sneaking somebody around and so if you're when you're sneak when you're keeping secrets from people it's usually going to cause some sort of trouble 
So, but I'm going to act like a bitch because a bitch to you because I'm sneaking around and don't want to tell you something important. Yeah. The way she introduced him with the waffly, you know, thing at first. Oh, this is my friend, my literature professor. Like, yeah, that's the guy you're. <laughs> Who do you think you're kidding? Like, really? Well, you're not kidding, Richard Beck. Well, maybe until he got raped, he might have been kidding him. But up until that point, no way. The scene we were mocking in the beginning with where the murder took place and the body. That was, I just, I, I didn't even understand what was going on. I didn't even understand why they were, why he was talking like that in the first place. Oh, well, see, they get well, down to where this yeah. woman had been murdered. It's in this enclosed I get that he space. was sick, but, like, the whole time, the whole scene, like, the other guy's fine. He, he's a homicide detective or police officer or whatever. He's, uh, he's seen plenty of dead bodies in his day, I'm sure. I'm sure he's seen ones that have been decomposed, like, way longer I know, but it's TV, and they had sensors, and so they, I think they are having to act like she was more rotted than she really was, and then just, oh, God, the smell. But the way they're talking the whole time, it was just very, very silly. Yeah, he was just like, oh, okay, God. So, oh, so what about this? No, there's no more evidence for us down here. What about, no, no, it's fine. I'm I'm ready to get out of here. You, yeah, okay. <sighs> it, yeah, it was very silly and goofy, and it was, yeah, I just... I thought it was just, like, so I, weird of them to do. I think it was all just to rub in Beck's callousness about he shit about murder victims. He needs his raping. <laughs> well, he doesn't, he, well, he didn't care about any kind of victims. I mean, the whole police unit alone thought the sex crimes were a complete joke. All they did was laugh at it. Like, <laughs> the one guy who ran it, they, like, shit all over him. The poor fucking guy. Just trying to do his job. And the woman who uh, was also, like, part of the the head of the the sex crimes unit, Meredith Baxter Bernie from Family Ties, which I it typed in her to look her up real quick, and I came across a really disturbing picture that somebody had photoshopped together of her getting fucked by Michael J. Fox <laughs> with the dad from Family Ties, like, watching. Like, like yeah, watching. <laughs> Cuckolded by my own son. Yay, 80s. <laughs> yeah, it was a really weird picture I came across when I was Googling her. Young Republicans are taking over, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really... I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe this fucking picture exists. Oh, God, I remember... <laughs> Back in fifth grade, it was only a year into the Simpsons run, right? And uh, some kid took it upon himself to draw some some pretty pretty close representations of the characters that had Maggie sucking Bart's dick, and Marge freaking out in the background said, Bart! He goes, hey man, she lost her pacifier. <laughs> he, he might have been one of those people that ended up going on to start one of those websites. Probably. You know there's like a million of those websites. Now now it's evolved to the point where it's like cartoons, but like tranny versions of cartoon characters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that so, tranny cranny showed me. Yeah, so, and then it'll be like Meg fucking Quagmire with her giant, you know, tranny cock and <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of other stuff. Um, I saw one, it was something else too and somebody posted it somewhere and i was like oh i don't want it it was the the girl mouse from um rescue rangers oh gadget yeah but with a huge giant penis <laughs> gadget's got a big gadget 
A yeah. gadget for gadget. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Lifetime. <laughs> All the men get taken down a peg by pegging, and the girls get empowered with she, penises. <laughs> she, she trapped them all. <laughs> A gadget for Gadget, a.k.a. the rape of Chippendale, and Monterey <laughs> Jack, and Zipper. Or Gadget for Gadget, the rape of Richard Beck, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Richard Beck gets raped by us. callous again, Beck. Gadget's here to finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> he gets fucked by a small mouse with a giant penis. <laughs> This wasn't easy, you know. I gotta lug this goddamn thing around in a wheelbarrow. And they didn't even have the budget to put the cartoon in there. It's just like a a mouse with a wig on and a little jacket and, like, a <laughs> giant penis hanging off of it. <laughs> and it's like, hear him squeal like a pig. Oh. Um, what? <laughs> we can somehow find a way back into the, the movie. I don't really know how. But, I know how. Well, <laughs> Richard Beck's butthole. Well, before his butthole gets, uh, <laughs> you know, anally just, just just completely just destroyed. Anal destruction. The uh, the woman at the front desk when they go to the hotel totally destroys their their whole thing they got going. They're looking for this murderer, and she oh, tips oh, oh, off first, the murderer. First of all, they were they fuck with the sex crimes guy. He's got a warrant for. This rapist or suspected rapist's arrest, and he says, "Oh, we'll serve it." Goes down to the dock. Somehow, Beck knows this guy knows the guy that murdered the girl. They saw earlier in the day and says, "Well, hey, I'll let you go if you tell us where this murderer is." And he's just like, uh, oh, "It's a fair trade." He's like, "I can't believe she actually filed." We had a few drinks. We were back at my place, and hey, what do I care what happens on your dates? Rapist for a killer? I think that's a fair trade. He's like. <laughs> But you tell me where he is, I let you go, you disappear. Like, get the fuck out of town. And this guy's very stupid because he doesn't do that. <laughs> we don't find out till the end of the movie, but for now he disappears. And then they go to arrest this guy. And yes, the, the weird Asian lady that's running the place decides to tip this guy off. This murderer that, hey, cops are after you. Like, why? Why would you do that? Is he paying you? Is he paying you well? I doubt it. You got a, a basement full of... Or, Ground floor full of like possibly illegal Asian women working on whatever there. He's running through there. He takes one of them <laughs> hostage. God knows you, you know, let this fucking asshole murder some of your employees, possibly friends, family members, because you got to help this murder escape for no reason. Yeah. yeah, I didn't understand why she tipped him off. Like, oh, there's people with guns. I see you coming around the corner. Like, maybe that was a thing they had set up. Like, if I ring this bell, like, like in a panic, you run at any point in time. So I, I just, I was like, oh, what the fuck? She just totally fucking let that guy go, or uh, tipped him off. It was total fucking bullshit. Uh, the woman in the phone booth, okay? The, this is the part I was talking about earlier when we, before the well, podcast. Well, wait, wait, wait. They capture the guy, and, or, um, Gibbs... Gets the guy to let the Asian hostage go and take him hostage while his young partner, or oh, Gibbs is, oh, Beck gets taken by the guy and his young partner, Gibbs, meets him out front. He's just oh, yeah, like, he's at knife point. I'll jump away and Gibbs will blow you to pieces. <laughs> blow you to pieces with a little pistol. Sure, he will. 
But considering <laughs> the power the other guy's pistol has later, maybe it's feasible here. I don't know. <laughs> it's just... It's the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, oh, you stick me now, and then he'll get you anyway. And, <laughs> and so he has his ridiculous, you know, knockdown fight with him and takes him down and then gives is like, oh my god, my legs are shaking. Why did I just give you an orgasm? <laughs> okay, so... But anyway, he gets taken to internal affairs to explain this whole thing. And like, why did you let the rapist guy go? He just says, you know, oh, I figured, you know for a rapist that's a fair trade and like why does he still have a job at this point oh yeah i admit i purposely let a criminal go yeah and they're just like well you're being reassigned to sex crimes then beck and not you know suspended slash fired like yeah, you should a, be it's almost like not even like a movie thing that's like a comedy that means like yeah, something that would exactly. happen in a, in a movie. It's the beginning about, like, of a sitcom. Or, yeah. A shitty sitcom. Yeah. You Richard can... Beck didn't care about rape victims until he got reassigned to work on sex crimes. Now that he's on Law and Order SVU, he's fine and he has a little bit of a heart. <laughs> so his first thing he has to go do is there's this woman who's been raped and she's in a phone booth completely naked. Alright, it's a pretty, you know, the woman is very distraught and she doesn't want anybody to touch her she's freaking out who wouldn't be after oh when they give him this call to go down there they're like oh beck it's for you (laughs) this is so funny this poor woman is victimized down there and you have to deal with it wow yeah hilarious this woman's just been raped (laughs) and everybody's gathered around from like a couple blocks away to gawk at her like my god yeah, yeah. People, I even thought I saw at one point somebody was taking a picture with a camera. <laughs> like, like this wasn't even the day of like cell phones where everybody would be doing right. this. So yeah, like, you really had to work at this. You had to. Oh shit! She got raped. I'm gonna run upstairs and get my Polaroid. <laughs> Just give me a minute for these to develop. Oh yeah, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "You gotta get out there. Somebody might need to make a phone call." Yeah, that's his thing. Like, "Hey, miss, you gotta get out. <laughs> People need to use this phone booth." Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> "Fuck you, man." So, not only does this happen, and he's kind of a dick when he goes there, and he like drags her out of the thing too. He drags her out of it literally. Yes, dra- like, she hasn't been victimized enough yes. to scrape you on the mm-hmm. the pavement. Yeah, so she's dragged out. Then he's at the bar. Telling this story to all his buddies, laughing about it, and then he even says at one point that he got a fucking boner yeah. from getting her out of the so car. So I had to pull this nude rape victim out of a phone booth, and I tell you, I'm getting hot. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, dude just fucking popped a boner for pulling a rape victim out of a phone booth. I seriously, like, as as this movie was kind of just there, as one of those movies that just exists and just there, and it wasn't great and it wasn't the worst thing ever it was just kind of whatever like this scene alone i was just like holy shit one i can't believe this was in anything ever (laughs) and two i can't believe this was on tv like this wasn't like even in a movie this was a made for tv movie and there's a guy like you want to talk about people getting offended nowadays (laughs) like like nobody said a fucking like i like if 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 this had come out nowadays so people would have been so up in arms about it because this guy's he's joking about a woman who just got raped and he he got a boner because she fucking rubbed up against his nuts or something when he was dragging her out of the fucking phone booth. 
It was just honestly just beyond me. I was just like, this is just fucking insane. How- it's because they had to go all over the top with how callous he was. I mean, I'm sure there's some dicks like that, but they're probably the rapist types anyway. Yeah. Well, they just had to make him so horribly, unbelievably bad, like... Oh man, this guy is asking for it. And they even ex- they even explained like his character is in uh, Meredith Baxter's character. She says to him at one point, "Well, it may be action to you, but it's a nightmare to her." And he just like laughs and like nods his head, like, "Yup, that's how I see rape. They're just getting their sh- they're just getting it on. <laughs> just having sex, having a good old time. Like holy fuck!" And then they randomly halfway through the movie, which was really odd, like show that he has this, like, girlfriend. Oh, yeah, Joanna Kearns. Yeah, which was kind of... Maggie Seaver. Kind of connected us to this movie from last week, is how we found out about this. Joanna Kearns, Maggie Seaver, which anytime she was up on the screen, I just wrote Mrs. Seaver. (laughs) His new boo. She's only... I think she's only in two scenes, like, one to establish it. Oh, I have a girlfriend, and she wants me for some reason. And then later on, when he flips out on her. So then he's, like, one of those kind of dicks, like, oh, my wife can't have a boyfriend, but I can have a fucking girlfriend. Yeah. Like, you know, so he's uh, he's just like that 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 very stereotypical character, I feel like in so many aspects. There's very very many stereotypes involved in his uh in his ways. And the scene where he gets raped. Okay, first of all, he's out on one of his safaris yeah. again, but yes. by himself. And he sees I like how they called it safari because of the jungles. Was in the eighties was Seattle as bad as New York? I don't know because that's how it's portrayed. Like in the, if you see a lot of things in the eighties, New York and and it, and it was at the time, but New York was a really shit, shitty place. Uh, it's it's evident in a lot of movies. It showed like the scum of New York and all this like down and out, and all the porn theaters and all this whatever. I think any city is probably a shitty place in the right spots. So. Yeah, but I uh, just they make they made it seem like Seattle was just as bad as New York was in the eighties. Like, just, like, scum just everywhere, around every corner. Well, I saw the way people shot this, uh, this stupid, like, homemade rap video trying to make Joliet look like the biggest ghetto ever, so... <laughs> maybe they're just <laughs> trying to sell how cruel this place is and how much Richard's compassion is needed. <laughs> so, yeah, he ends up chasing these guys through... I didn't really understand what it was at first... Oh, I had to read. I had stuff. to read online that apparently there was some kind of fire or something, and Seattle burnt down. Then they just built a new city on top of it. So that's what later on you see underground yeah, city underground, tours. Yeah, but, but like, you're not explained to it before. So now he's just right. running through this area with mannequins yeah, it was and just, stuff. It was really even weird. if that is a tour area, which it was, because you find out later, like why would they have this place all all like so dingy and dirty, but set up with all these brand new mannequins at the same time. It's very weird, and they get in through what looks like a legitimate, like, surface building that doesn't look like it would be an official entrance for this thing, you know? You'd think they'd have this shit taken care of and locked down, but apparently they don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then he, the reason he chases these guys in the first place is because he sees them dealing drugs. So, he, you know, he goes off and chases them, and they corner him, they, you know, take him down, they knock his gun out of his hands. He gets caught. He's just these guys are just really crazy though. They're literally probably the best best act. They should have won an Emmy. These guys, <laughs> seriously, they were hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. Oh yeah, they blow they were, a mannequin's entire head off with a single bullet from a pistol. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, and he's they're making him say like all kinds of terrible things. Like say <laughs> I don't want to die. Like, don't be a fool, man. I got company or I got 
help coming or backup or whatever. The Bible says, call thou no man a fool. Okay. Yeah, and then he's like, squeal like a pig. He's like, you know what pigs like to do? Like to get stabbed. <laughs> with my dick. Basically, well, he's talking about stabbing well, he's, with his dick. He starts off like, he just gets so so into it, he just has to, you know, dwell on it. And so, Sonny, we got us a cop. We got us a pig. <laughs> you ever hunt a pig? They squeal when you stab them with your dick. Like you said, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. you want to go first? He's like, then it'll be my turn. He's like, zip. He's like, and then we'll, st- <laughs> we'll stab him good. And like they have and to say like, because they can't say fuck. He starts to take off his coat. I'm like, oh yeah, you get naked for that rape. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of reminds and me. And then he's like trying to like still talk to him more like pillow talking like, Sonny's not a bad guy. He's just lonely. His old lady left yeah. him. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. You came down here for this, didn't you? He's like, <laughs> you're gonna love it. It's better than dying. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, pig. Zip. Skull belt buckle for some reason. Yeah, I was like, I was like, well, and then they just black out and fade back. I was He's like, laying on the I was floor. like, oh, Sonny's the strong, silent type. Yeah. Because <laughs> he really didn't say yeah. a whole lot. And I was like, oh, geez. I, I really thought he was going to be the the rapist he let go before, but he wasn't. So I was like, why were they hiding this guy's face the whole time? Yeah, it was, it was really stupid. weird. Yeah, it was almost like a creep van but type they, moment. They cut back, and then they're just zipping up. And they're just like, uh, you should kill him. Think he's going to tell anybody? He's a cop. Who's he going to tell? I don't know. Probably the cops. <laughs> he's a cop. Who's he going to tell? He, he, he. He says it like that. Well, this is the thing, though. This is the thing. I thought the same exact thing. But him and his partner and a lot of the guys in the force, they were very, like, especially once they found out he got raped, like, don't. We're throwing this case out. We're getting it out of here. We're no, you're a cop for Christ's sake. We can't let you. We don't. You don't need to know people really? know that you I got raped. I thought they're more in favor of pressing on with it because no, his partner cop was, got raped, or maybe that was the internal affairs. Yeah, guy. The, we can't let this go. Yeah, his it part, makes us look bad. Yeah, his partner was all about like shutting the door and letting it go and don't talk about it and whatever else. But I did love how uh, there was just this creepy dude watching the rape happen. Yeah, this creepy old man who hid. Oh yeah, when he heard the people coming. He was, he's he was like, in charge of the tour shit. He's like, yeah. he's like, I saw the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> Watch the whole thing. They're like, we, his witness eyeballed the whole thing. <laughs> he's, he's like, like <laughs> this cop's sit, getting raped, and I'm just sitting here masturbating. <laughs> Basically, he's just like off in the corner, like, oh yeah. I didn't want to say anything. They had a gun. They could have <laughs> shot me. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I was too busy fapping. <laughs> <laughs> I had to and, see. I had to see Sonny's dick and see him. You know, he's not so. He's so such a lonely guy. I couldn't. I couldn't interrupt his business. So then, suddenly, despite being clothed the whole time, except I guess having his he had his pants down. Y- yeah, pants down. Bex just. I'm so cold. So cold. Hold <laughs> me. Yeah, but you were talking before about how the guy's gonna get naked for the rape. It reminds me of this scene in uh, the movie Roadhouse. There's a scene where Patrick Swayze uh, goes in on, opens this this closet door in the bar or whatever, and he there's this guy, the one employee who's like one of the bad guys. He fires him because he's in the closet having sex with this chick. The chick is completely—he's an employee at the time—and he 
the chick is completely clothed except for her pants and or skirt or whatever pulled down enough for her to get fucked or I think she had shorts on or something or if it was a skirt it was pulled up mm-hmm. and the dude is completely <laughs> naked <laughs> at work in the, in the storage closet <laughs> but why was the man completely naked sometimes you just gotta get naked and fuck at work <laughs> And that woman was He'd probably been doing it for a while and the thrill was gone. Like, let's see how many clothes I can get off. All right, let's see if I can get full naked in. I just love Come that on, scene. Every time I watch that movie, I just crack up at that scene because I was just like, why is he butt-ass naked? We're saving getting your clothes off for the next and it's, stage. And it's in... Uh, not to go on more of a roadhouse rant, but I always think that the, that movie's kind of funny as in... In the 80s, there was a lot of nudity in movies and stuff like that and a lot of boobs and stuff. And especially a movie like Roadhouse, it's a very manly movie. You know, Patrick Swayze and he's kicking ass and whatever. There, I think there's more male nudity in that movie than there is female nudity in that movie. You see Patrick Swayze's ass about 500 times. You see uh, uh, Sam Elliott, who plays Wade, or uh, her name's like Wade Garrett or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's not Wade Barrett. It's Wade something. I can't remember the name, but. At one point, he unzips his pants to show this scar, and you see his fucking full-on big old bush pubes. <laughs> like, like, and the, like, there's so much male nudity in Roadhouse. It's, un, it's just insane. It's just, it just, it's just, it's just funny. But uh, <laughs> back to the rape of Richard Beck that we were actually just discussing—the actual rape of him. Uh, he had to go for the uncomfortable test for sperm and, and uh, STDs and the, things like that. The first thing the doctor asked him, <laughs> ever had sex with a man before? Yeah, it made me think of Airplane. <laughs> now we have to check for VD. It made me think of Airplane. Joey? Test for motile sperm He's now. like, Richard, you ever uh, been in a Turkish bathhouse? <laughs> He's like, Richard, you like gladiator movies? <laughs> Just like, you ever had a sex with a man before? Uh, yeah, and I just like how, like, they're like, ah, oh, they could have killed you, everybody. Everybody keeps saying this, like, oh, they could have co- they could have killed you. But at this point, I don't really think everybody knows that he's been raped. Right. But they just see him beat up. And... But, like, I, I, they don't really explain that people don't know that he hasn't been raped. Yeah. You, you, you kind of just have to establish that on your own that they don't know. So at this point, I'm like, I'm like they're like, everyone's like, they could have killed you. What were you thinking? I'm like, well, they killed his fucking manhood. They fucking just raped him. Like, they fucking killed his butthole. Like, <laughs> don't you care about that part of it? He might never shit right again. They should have covered that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he tells the truth to the police officer, to the to the, the uh, guy who's the head of the sex crimes unit who has been... Uh, Richard Beckett, like, ridiculed many times in the beginning of the movie and gave him shit, so this guy's, like, all about, you know, like, oh, oh now I get to fucking shit all over you. And then he tells the guy he got what he deserved. Yeah. I was like, Jesus! <laughs> what were you doing down there, Beck? Off on one of your safaris again? Yeah, but then, but then, at this point, you still don't know that he didn't say that he's been raped until literally a few minutes later. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. now he says he did. Like, at this point, I'm like, God, what he deserved? Holy shit, that's fucking intense, man. <laughs> like, I understand he was ripping on you, but you're saying the guy got what he deserved? <laughs> he got... Now you finally got raped. Now and we just think it's a joke anyway, still. Ha ha ha. Yeah, and then but, he has to describe it to his uh to his 
cop oh, friends. He and has stuff to and, be like, "We heard it before, but you got to give us all lurid details." Like, it was, really? It was like you. it was like they're getting off on it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's tell a good us thing more. we got this big table. Nobody can see us. Tell, it was like some Greece style. Like, tell us more. Tell us more. Oh, no. <laughs> I like how and he, then his own father ends up disowning him. Basically. Oh yeah. It was your fault, because you gave up your gun. Well, they had a gun to my head, and I wanted to go home and see and my kids again. And they knocked my gun out of my hand. Yeah. Like, what the fuck like, was I supposed to do? No, yeah. son. I can't understand. I couldn't believe his dad but fucking... And then when Rewinding he... just a bit, oh. when they, they bandage him up at the hospital with this big old head bandage, he yeah. gets dropped off at home, he does the weepy shower thing, and then it's <laughs> they find out... You, well, you don't find the out. It's shower thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, he basically just gets <laughs> no, in there, collapses, just, and cries, and he, like they should have had him even just like have his clothes and like a bucket to the side and flick a match into him and light him on fire. Pretty much. But I mean, like <laughs> you don't find out this, but apparently it's two days later. Somehow he's still got the same head bandage on, and his ex-wife calls wanting to know why he missed his daughter's dance recital. So he he tries to like nothing and blows her off. And he goes out jogging, and they're playing this sleazy ass <laughs> sax music. Like this isn't like you know pain music or even like heroic recovery. It's just like sleazy borderline porn. <laughs> while he's out jogging, and the whole time I kept thinking, wow, he's okay to jog with a ripped butthole like that. <laughs> well, now, but then thing is, his now, he's, now he's just with that music playing and him going out jogging the way he was. Now he's just asking to be raped. Now he's one of one of the victims that he always thought he was. Yeah, that was good. That I was, was going there. <laughs> he, he shows up at his his doorstep and his ex wife's waiting for him and finds out what happened. She tries to talk to him. He's like, "It's nothing, okay? I'm fine." She goes, "Come on, babe." I was like, "That's what they said." Oh. <laughs> Come on, babe. Oh. They kept yanking my hair, screaming is, at me, and telling me to okay. say that I asked for it. I wanted it. He wanted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, say he wanted it. Oh, yeah, that's what they said. They're like, he like say he will say you wanted it. Uh, so even though the one, the, the I don't, I didn't catch the guy's name, the head of the sex crime unit, the black guy. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. He's but. down there when, okay, he knows that Richard Beck has been raped at this point. Mm-hmm. And he knows they sold his car. They've just arrested these guys and brought him in. They want him to look him, at the line. And then he like yells at him again. Uh-huh. Well, like, right when they're about you to punk. come in, he freaks out. No, I can't do it. I can't look. Like, really? You can't look? Please. And he's like, you punk. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's just like... Oh, God. That was and just... Then, oh. And then, uh... So then he goes back to his house where uh, Maggie Seaver's waiting for him. At this point, I just kept writing Mrs. Seaver down and just like, mm. oh, maybe this is an alternate storyline where before she met Jason, she dated this guy who got raped, Richard Beck. Mm. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> but like, she shows up in his apartment. She's like, oh, I had your landlady let me in, made him a nice dinner and everything. He flips his shit. And like, no, it, at first he's just like, well, can't we just bang? I gotta get rid of this shit dick. <laughs> well, he doesn't say that, but I'm, well, wait, he didn't rape anybody, so I guess he doesn't yeah, have shit to say. Oh well, it's funnier <laughs> if he does. <laughs> he raping? Well, maybe at one point they forced him. They like they played with. His oh dick. yeah, they played with his dick a little bit. They're just him. like, no, now you got to give it to me because yeah. I want it, and you want to give it to me. Now, now you got to get hard, get hard yeah. right now, and you fuck me. <laughs> it was reverse rape. I could see that. I really could. 
These guys are just so into it like a cop. Want to beat the hell out of him? Want to kill him? No. I want to rape his butthole <laughs> and get the world's worst shit dick and possibly HIV. Because why not? And then the guy's watching it like is like, oh my god, this is escalating so much. He's <laughs> like, he's like, never, I, you couldn't pay for something this good. <laughs> Next thing I know, the tentacles are gonna come in. <laughs> These tentacles are raping everybody, and I'm just standing here masturbating. Yeah, so he flips his shit after wanting to bang uh, his girlfriend. He ends up just flipping out on her. Well, he wants to bang her, she wants to eat first, and then he freaks out. Then he goes on about, oh my god, I treat you like shit, and you keep coming back to me. Like, oh, you must like the abuse or something, and just getting so fucking aggro ridiculous on her. (laughs) Like, my god. At that point, I thought, well, it's like Dr. Bill Cosby said. Hurt people hurt. <laughs> That's very true. Well, and apparently we learned that he was one of five rape attacks that had happened in the past, like, week by oh, the yeah. same people. According to apparently. Meredith Baxter Bernie, yeah. there are 440 rapes a year in Seattle. And then now he's, like, all about wanting to get the guy who he let go. Yeah, and not his own attackers for some reason. Yeah, I thought that was really weird. Does like, he ever ID them? I mean, he does at the end. He IDs like, the one guy. Yeah. Sonny, just out there being a lonely guy, still raping. <laughs> like, he just never caught, apparently. Yeah, and she goes on about how, like, oh, 440 rapes in the past year she's dealt with. And, and she goes, And then uh, she's like, she's like, what? Just because it's a, you're a guy that got raped? And, oh, blah, blah, you're special? I was just like, yeah, man rapes are special. I feel special now. I feel special that I was raped by a big bald man. Uh, oh, she's describing to him like, uh, you got it, don't you, Beck? You shower, but you can't seem to get clean. Take ten showers a day, it doesn't help. Slowly you feel yourself pulling away from people more, not wanting to be around anybody. Like, wow, it's just like working retail. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so... He ends up tracking down that. Well, he. I think maybe one reason he wanted to go after that guy he let go was for some sort of redemption for himself. But then also he knew where he was, so it was kind of an easy catch. Like he knows where he works. He knows he works down at the docks. Well, how did he know he was still in town though? I mean, like, oh, the rapes are still happening. How did he know it was that guy? And then just, just so happened, like, he did he know the guy's vehicle? We had no way of knowing that he did. It didn't seem like he did, but yeah. this guy just happens to pull up in his creep van and some chick's jogging along, gets a cramp, and, oh, hey, need a ride? And then they just cut to, she's tied up in the back. Yeah, I was like, holy like, shit. With a mattress in there and everything. Yeah, I was like, like holy shit, this dude's fucking intense chained-up girl in the fucking van. And then he, I actually thought he was going to kill the guy. And I thought it was going to be kind of, uh, like, bittersweet that he put the guy on the track and he had his ass laying on the track where the thing was going to run him over. <laughs> like, oh, my butthole's been destroyed, now yours is definitely going to get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> but he ends up not killing him, he ends up pulling him away. And uh, Well, there's he... this ridiculous chase where he's, like, trying to chase him around the shipping yard in his car. Apparently anybody can just get into these shipping yards. And the guy is so stupid, he won't dive to the left or right to get out of the way. He, like, just barely taps him so that he's, like, you know, supposedly hanging on the hood. But as slow as he's going, you can't tell me you can't just throw yourself to the side or something. But he doesn't even try. It's pathetic. (laughs) Yeah, so then he catches the guy. What did he do with the guy if he caught him? I don't know, because he didn't even have his badge back. So he should have doubly lost his job for this now. Like, yeah, you caught the guy you let go, but you weren't even legally a cop right now. The thing is, though, what did he, I don't know what he did with him. Like, 
he was going to kill him, but then he decided not to. And then he just goes and opens up the van door. So what is this? He yeah. just let the guy go again to say, to open up the van door to see the girl inside? I doubt it. He probably still had his cuffs on him for some yeah. reason. Since he still had his badge, even though he shouldn't have. So, but yeah, that was, that was pretty dumb. Like, they should have had like a thing like, you know, puffing him, throwing him in the car and like, you know, like, yeah, and they, and I they, might not be a cop right now, but citizen's arrest or yeah. something. The, the movie ends very abruptly with this scene happening and then it cuts right, basically right into him having to do the lineup again. Yeah, he does that and then he gives his little speech to like new cops or police academy, you know, soon to be <laughs> graduates about, you know, can't be callous to rape victims anymore. New rule of Richard up, Beck's policing. None of the old rules apply And he anymore. ends up picking the guy out of the lineup who is the one, and then the guy said his line and then had this like, really sad look on his face. <laughs> like, you didn't seem too sad when you were doing it, pal. And why, no was his, why were his pants up so fucking high? His pants were up about to his neck. Uh, nobody else's were like that. I thought it was really weird. Maybe he hasn't showered weird. since, and he's trying to keep the shit dick stench under control. <laughs> Gotta save that shit. <laughs> save the steak for later. <laughs> Not gonna get any more where I'm going. <laughs> oh, he's gonna get plenty more. Oh, I'm, I'm sure going to hell. I'm sure he'll do plenty more raping where he's going. Um, oh, he's gonna be getting raped. Well, yeah, but he might be able to, you know. He's a big guy that's gonna be named Tiny. And <laughs> he's gonna be everybody's bitch. Yeah, we, you never got that guy's name. We just got Sonny. We never had the. Uh, oh, Sonny and Tiny. Sonny and Tiny. There we go. The new. Uh, New duo. I like, well, I, I like because I think it's funny, but I actually hate they never went back to Joanna Kearns and what happened to her. Yeah. This supposedly sensitive guy now, he just freaked out on her and almost went all yeah, I almost thought maybe, violent Yeah, I almost thought maybe he was going to get back with his ex-wife, like, the way their relationship was, like, mending and stuff. I don't know, it was very, like, we have these other little stories going on, but we're not going to tell you anything else about them. We're just, we just want them to here to be here. And we're not gonna, you know, go any further. I think this should have been maybe a two part, mm-hmm. maybe like a two part, like a two night event or something like that. Like well, this Monday, this part one, and this Monday part two. Kind of just ended. It ended very abruptly, and it felt like they ran out of time. Like, oh, we yeah. ran out of time. We you just know, gotta, you know, we gotta sub, you know. I was almost gonna say maybe they did a spin off of this years later, but then I remembered at the last minute it was Judith Light. Who's the boss and not Joanna Kearns, but they did a uh, uh, another one of these silly melodramas back when I was in seventh grade. It was about uh, female-on-male spousal abuse, and Judith Light was the aggro-abusive wife beating her husband. And the guy never wanted to say anything, because it's my wife, you know? Who played her husband? First she slapped me, and then she pun- I don't I don't remember. Was it anybody notable, or probably not? I don't remember. You could look it up and see. Men don't tell? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Peter Strauss. Oh wait, no, that was Lindsay Wagner. God damn it! Never mind. <laughs> there was a there was a TV movie I saw back in third grade. It was about this woman that has a near death experience but gets revived by paramedics. Then said, "Oh, you were supposed to die." Her psychic tells her this, so it's true, you know. <laughs> Death still wants you. He's sending six of his messengers to try to take you. And if he doesn't get you by such and such a time on such and such a day, then you get to live. But, like, all these people around her ended up getting killed and, like, raised as, like, newly dead zombies who were out to murder her until they were killed again. But that would have been funnier than if that was Judith Light in there. And this is why I'm beating men, because dead men tried to kill me. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of disappointing the way this movie ended. It, like, like I said, this movie was kind of just there. Just one of those movies that's just there. 
Uh, yeah, so that was The Rape of Richard Beck. You can find it on YouTube if you want to venture out and watch it. Apparently it was very groundbreaking for its time. I can see why. It's a very touchy subject. That uh, For an ABC Monday Night Movie of the Week. So it's... Uh, and then Richard Crano won a, uh, an Emmy for it, so... Uh, I kind of want to see some of these more overblown melodramas, like the one where <laughs> Helen Hunt takes one hit off a joint and then freaks out, starts clawing at herself, and throws herself out a third-story school see window. I want to the after-school special that we would watch the clip of Ben Affleck. Oh, right, right, the the steroids? Yeah, yeah. where he's, like, flipping out, yeah. Or another one, I heard about this terrible one on Lifetime about this this kid who, he watches porn, but just because he watches porn, he has a porn addiction. <laughs> and they just go on like, oh my god, it's ruining your so life. So it's fireproof too. <laughs> Something like that, basically. So next week, we are venturing into the world of Power Rangers. <laughs> a, this movie's not available for streaming. It is available, I think you can watch it on Amazon Instant Video for like a $3 rental. But we're not going to go that route. So if you have the movie or you know somebody has it, you could probably go to the video store. I think... Uh, well, you can find it in bargain bins yeah. and shit, too. They've they've drastically changed the cover artwork. I don't know why. Maybe because Saban rebought the series from Disney and, like, claimed he owned the original logos. So, like, they've changed them up. So the cover art kind of looks like crap now for both the movies. But um if you have like a a bigger video store you could get it for like five bucks or something i know i got mine at suncoast for like five bucks a piece and i actually saw it on amazon for four dollars yeah there you go so i mean you get on amazon four bucks i mean even if you had something like a family video near you i know a lot of kids movies at family video are free (laughs) to rent so you can rent a power turbo a power rangers movie for free the power is back from 1997. And because I know everybody's going to be thinking this, yes, this movie is an extension of the TV show, unlike the last one. So yes, you do have to watch 205 episodes of the series <laughs> up to this point to understand this this well-scripted masterpiece. <laughs> I, uh, I At this point in time, I, had, I fell off the Power Rangers train, so I never saw this movie. I only ever saw bits and pieces on HBO and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Kind of weird. <laughs> it's a terrible title. Yeah. It's a terrible title. Yeah. It sounds like it'd be like something with talking animals or something. You <laughs> it know, really like... does. It really does. I, I, and I have a feeling that it's not going to lead off the way I want it to from the ending of Power Rangers Zeo. No, definitely because not. Because recently I have a on Netflix and started watching some Power Rangers stuff, and uh, I just finished Power Rangers Zeo, and. This leads into this movie, and I have a feeling it's from what I'm seeing just in little bits here on the internet. It's not gonna well the way it should start off. It, I don't think it's gonna start off at all. Nope. I feel like it, things are just gonna happen. Yep. And they're not gonna make <laughs> like sense. always. Like always. They're just not gonna, oh, Power Rangers. They're just not gonna make sense, and I'm just not gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna be lost. So, uh, like, I'm sure everybody was when they saw this movie at the time, especially if you were following the series. Well, all five of us that (laughs) came and saw it opening weekend. (laughs) It it ultimately grossed $8 million, a little over $8 million theatrically in the U.S. Uh, In its first opening weekend, played on 2,113 screens, and it pulled in a little over $3 million. Yep. (laughs) It ended up only making worldwide... uh, about nine and a half million dollars. Wow. 
worldwide. Budget eight million. They made one one million. They they 1. made point, one point six one five million in profit. Yep. yep. So they made profit on this movie. It was successful. I heard when Saban bought the series back from Disney, he wanted to do another movie. I don't know if they're still trying to press on with that. I don't know mm. how well it's going to go. Yeah. I think if they did another movie and at this point, I think a full-on reboot, essentially how the first movie was. Not in order of the story that's going on right now on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe wait till that's over with and just do a complete reboot of the whole entire thing. I actually wouldn't mind seeing that if they could do it. They, I think they could do it really well now. I mean, you think about the first Power Rangers movie and the, they tried to do the CG in that, and it looked so fucking unbelievably. Well, I remember awful. at the time thinking that it looked. Good. Oh yeah, at the time it looked good, but looking back, you're oh like, yeah, holy fuck, yeah. This this is this or even is... going back to watch like reboot or something like that was so revolutionary at the time, and yeah. I'm just like, oh. but at least reboots always like that. Yeah. As where Power Rangers wasn't like that, and right. they just tried to throw this stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So, I think if they did a standalone movie, uh, maybe if the TV show had been on, if it goes away for a couple of years or something, I don't know if they ever plan on ever stopping it. If it ever goes away for a couple of years, and I think they could do a TV, a movie, but it would have to be just Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It would completely start over or something. I was thinking that, because I didn't know Saban had bought it back, because it kind of happened quietly, and once you get into, like, these these big deals with mega corporations, I know they take a long time to go through. So I guess this happened in, I don't know, early, early 2010 or maybe by mid 2010. Then I had no idea. So at the time I was just thinking to myself, like, God, now that, you know, Disney let it die off. I wish I could just, you know, take over this and try my hand at writing a script for a remake and do that. And I, I still want to, I should really just stop talking about it and sit down and try to do it. But like, try to, Try to make it good and like a little more serious and more more geared towards you know adults and nostalgia fans, but still have it be you know well, enough that kids could see I, it. Uh, I will get to this after that. So, uh, well, yeah, next week is Turbo, a Power Rangers movie from nineteen ninety seven. You can find it and follow along with us, or if you've seen it before, if you were a fan of the Power Rangers time you know might we have a guest with us next? Yes, week? and also we will probably have a, a special guest with us next. Most likely. It's Austin St. John. Yep, it is. And uh, he just got raped in the alley back there by two guys, one of them named Sonny. God the other, damn it. The other one named Billy. Right, we couldn't... <laughs> oh, God. We couldn't even protect our special guest star. Damn this town. <laughs> Alpha, damn it. Alpha was in the back not doing anything because he saw it happen. He was just like, I saw he was the whispering. whole thing. Ay, 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 so yeah, next week, Turbo Power Rangers movie with a special guest on the podcast. So for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And clean up that shit, dick. It's the best of the worst. B-Movie Breakdown.